B'Shem Hashem Na'asev V'Natsiach. We're doing the laws of Shabbat. It should be a protection for all our soldiers and all our um, brothers and sisters in the Holy Land. Hashem should make all the evil plans on the enemy fall on their own head. Okay, so we're trying to do the laws of Shabbat for the Zechut of Am Yisrael because I just start with an amazing story I heard from my good friend on Stories to Inspire. He said there was... um. A couple, a young couple, that they used to be from a very, very great rabbinical family, both the husband and the wife, but they went off to Derech. They weren't observant anymore, but one thing that they usually tried to be serious about, even though they really weren't kosher so much and thing, is they used to keep Shabbat. But they were so tempted by the Nova Festival on September 7th, October seventh, uh, that they 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 uh, that Shabbat they didn't keep. Anyways, that they got um, uh, hijacked and taken by the uh, Hamas, and they said, "Say your last words. We're not even gonna we're gonna we're gonna behead you." They told this couple, "We're not even gonna waste the bullet on you." So they started crying and they said, "See, if we would have kept Shabbat like we usually do." So the guy said, what did you say? The head terrorist that was about to them. You know, it was a chaotic scene. It wasn't like, you know, it was in the middle of kind of like, you know, there was a war. But he, he said, yeah, we, keep, we usually keep Shabbat. He said, listen, I, I know from a few people in Gaza that used to work in Israel that people that keep Shabbat is a special aura there. We're not looking to kill people like you. I guess they realized that Whatever, they're going to get punished. Whatever. Miracle of miracles. He said, run away from here as quick as you can when you have the chance. So they got saved by keeping Shabbat. So the, the, the general global idea here is that today we wanted to talk about a specific part of Shabbat, which needs a lot of chizuk, and it's probably one of the most misunderstood part is the laws of Amirah La'akum. Just remind me if I forget that we want the most common question I've been asked as a rabbi the last, ever since Amazon Prime came, is are you allowed to order something on Friday if you know they're going to deliver it on Shabbat? Yeah, I've been asked that question at least a dozen times. At the end of the class, remind me, uh, it'll be crystal clear what the answer is, but just for the sake of how the class is structured, I want to deal with it at the end of the class rather than the beginning. There's a second part to this question, which comes up a lot also, actually. This question also... Now that's 20 years that I've been a rabbi, I've been asked uh, around half a dozen times has come up. And actually, um, it's actually very interesting halacha. Is, are you allowed to give your car to the mechanic or to the tailor on Friday and then ask it back on Sunday if potentially they're going to work on it on Shabbat, right? So let's read the Rambam. There's a law called Amira La'akum. Amira La'akum means like this. The Rambam in um, the Laws of Shabbat, chapter 6, Halacha 1 says that it's forbidden to tell a non-Jew to work on your behalf on Shabbat, right? Even though the Jew, non-Jew, doesn't have to keep the Ten Commandments. But, but that makes no difference. 
And even if you instruct a non-Jew on Friday to work for you on Shabbat, you say, you, basically you tell Jose or Manuel on Friday or Thursday, come and build uh, this shack for me on Shabbat. Even though you, you're not, you didn't tell him to build it on, you're not instructing him on Saturday, Shabbat, you're instructing him before, on, during the week, that's still forbidden. And obviously the, the, this Rambam is halacha for us. It's universally accepted. And the truth is, you're not even going to go and use that shack on, on Shabbat. Right, but he's working on your behalf on Shabbat. It's forbidden. Now, why did the rabbis? This is only rabbinically. Why did the rabbis institute this halacha? So the Rambam says, and this is very important. I want to talk about this a little bit. Is kedei shelo tir Shabbat kalabenim? Shabbat is is you know you should know. If you keep Shabbat, it's like you keep the entire entire Torah. If you reject it, chas v'shalom, it's like the opposite, right? So since Shabbat is such an important mitzvah, Hashem wanted uh, the Chachamim in their infinite wisdom saw that if God forbid you're you're like um, a CEO of a company, imagine, right? And every second you're telling this, this secretary and this assistant of your to carry out this, in the end of the day, God forbid Chachamim didn't want for you yourself to come to desecrate Shabbat, right? Because a lot of times uh, it's hard to find good help. As I was talking to my wife about our maids, they don't listen to the instructions so well. So I guess it's potentially also possible, feasible, that if the, your worker, you tell him to do the deed, and then he, he's not carrying it out, you're going to go crazy and just do it yourself. And what you're, what he's doing is, des- right, you're going to come to desecrate Shabbat, Right. So, just something very important to realize is Shabbat, for us Jews, the spirit of the law is as important as the letter of the law. You understand? Shabbat is one sixtieth of the Garden of Eden, right? You have to turn off a technology and go into the spiritual realm of relaxation. So again, if you're wheeling and dealing and basically through your proxies, right, through your workers getting the job done, right, then you don't have to, right, Shabbat is a day of spiritual endeavor. And I just mean, you know, six six divided by seven is, I, I didn't know that, 85. During the week, 85% of the time, we live in such a workaholic and expensive society like we were talking about a second ago. So 85% of your, your life well, thank God we have the holidays also, but there's so much time during the week that we, we, we don't have time to, to focus on ourselves, our families, right? Our, build a relationship with our, right? There's three important relationships a person has to have in life. One with God, one with himself, and one with his children. Some people, they don't even know themselves. They don't even, you know. So during the week, we could, fall into the trap of um, put, thinking that we're just mere slaves to our work, 
do you own your business or does your business own you, right? I hate to say this, especially in our Persian culture, which is obsessed with luxury. Some people, I, I, I always fought with a few of my different cousins and people. I said, stop, it's not. So we have one day where Hashem, in His infinite uh, greatness, gave us Shabbat. We should take that opportunity and at least that one day um, we don't focus on the um, physical, which is working. And that's why we shouldn't even tell a goy through our, through our agent. Now, the question here is, but you need your car. You need to get to work. And it's Friday. You gave it to him. It's a high probability that it's going to work on Shabbat. So is that like by you giving him the car? To Jose's mechanic, right? Obviously, if it's you, it's forbidden. By the, by the way, I just want to, just for sake of clarity, because if the if the mechanic has Jewish workers there or owned by Jew, then for sure it's forbidden, right? Because then you're not allowed to benefit. But th- this case is the cleaners that you're giving your suit to tailor or the where you're dropping off your car at the mechanic. Everybody's non-Jew. So, but so the answer is like this: the um, the, the Maharam Rutenberg just brings out a second idea that he says some people think that 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 is forbidden to instruct the goy to work for you is only if you instruct him on Shabbat. But if you instruct him before Shabbat, like our case, right? Obviously, 99% of the time, what's going to happen is you're not going to drive your car on Shabbat and tell the goy to fix it, right? Our case is, is that you're, you're going to give it to him before. He says it's Many, he brings many, many different places in the Talmud, Gemara Avodazara, Gemara Shabbat. It makes no difference. Even if the instruction for the, of the work to be done on your behalf is given before Shabbat, on the eve of Shabbat, it's still forbidden for him to work on your behalf on Shabbat. If that's when you're telling him to do it. Right? What if you don't tell him to do on Shabbat? What if you just hand it to him on Friday? Exactly. We're going to get to that. That's all thing of the class. So for example, the Gemara in Shabbat 150 says, don't send your manager to go hire non-Jews for you on Shabbat, workers for you, right? So if you go tell um, your regional manager or your personal assistant manager, oh, here, I want you to go hire a crew to build the shack for me or build this garage for me, whatever. We'll see that when they're, they're working as an independent contractor, it's much to our benefit rather than getting paid by the hour where they're kind of like a personal, your personal labor. Now, the, um, the Rosh says, for example, another case of this is it's a sort to tell a non-Jew on Friday, go buy this, like, let's say it was Black Friday in cyber, right? Before there was the internet. So, you know, there's amazing, uh, Giorgio Armani suit that you weren't able to get on Black Friday. So you tell your neighbor, that's your good friend, it's non-Jew, go buy it, go buy me this suit tomorrow. I'll pay you back later for me on Shabbat. So again, this is also, you should know, this is very nuanced, these halachas. Since they're rabbinic, 
I just want you guys to remember that in this class, when you mention work and Shabbat, that's where it causes a big problem. Rather than just giving him a, the job and then he does it whenever he wants, right? That's going to be the opening way that's going to help us. But the case of the rush is that you're instructing him to work on your behalf on Shabbat. And you mentioned Shabbat. Go do this on Shabbat. That's a no-no, right? And um, the Shulchan Aruch concurs with this. I'll read for you the Shulchan Aruch. In chapter 307, he says, You can't go in front of Home Depot and hire workers to um, do a job for you, some repairs in your house on Shabbat. I, I'm not doing anything. No. And below, and he says, Maran says in chapter um, 307, you should not tell a non-Jew to hire you. See, that doesn't help that you're not directly hiring. Don't tell your neighbor to hire you um, workers to work on your house on Shabbat. Even if you tell them, even if you tell them before Shabbat, it's forbidden. But it's actually interesting halacha here. Indirectly, you should know. Once this instruction becomes indirectly, it, it becomes a little bit more of a loophole. So, but this is a very interesting thing the Shulchan Aruch says. It is, let's say you needed something emergency done on Shabbat. And these are very, very hard halachot. By the way, in Kolel, if you really want to learn these laws in depth, a lot of Kolels, they spend a month on it. Four hours a day studying these laws of Amir Akum, it takes them a whole month to get every nook and cranny of it and understand all the rabbinic, rabbinic and Talmudic sources. He, he, he says that, um, it's very interesting. Allah the Shulchan says, You tell him, why didn't you get this job done last weekend? Right? Even though from this he realized that next Shabbat he needs to, you know, get the job done. So that's a different idea that's really not part of our sugya today. I just, it was interesting. I wanted to mention it that when the, when the directions become indirect, it, it becomes less of a problem. Now, like I mentioned slightly before, this whole problem of the goy working on your, the non-Jew, working on your behalf on Shabbat, is only when he's, um, you're paying him by the hour, right? He's your laborer. So you say, I'll pay you $15 an hour to go work on Shabbat. But, So, but if he's an independent contractor, and this is the most fundamental part of the shiur, there's a fundamental difference on Shabbat, whether you give him a job to do, and it's up to him when he does it, like a contractor. Many industries are, the guy's an independent contractor. You tell a non-Jew... Build me this house, and I give you $100,000, right? Now, if he goes and works on Shabbat, that's absolutely allowed. Why? Because you didn't tell him to, to build it on Shabbat. Again, and this makes a lot of sense. I was, I was analyzing this sugya. No mention of Shabbat happened here, right? The only business stealing me and the Jose or Manuel had was to build the house. You never told him anything about 
right? It's apples and oranges, right? He went and in his own accord decided that he wanted to get his $100,000 quicker. So if he works on Shabbat, right, he, he's, he's going to collect his money a few weeks, maybe a month quicker, so he built it on Shabbat, right? So th- that that's that's okay. And that's um, exactly what the Shulchan Aruch says, that as long as the guy's an independent contractor and you set a price, you're not paying him by the hour, but you're paying him by per piece for the job, it's fine. And actually, the Shulchan Aruch says something fascinating. Let's say... Jose, really, you're, you're an outstanding citizen and he really wants to keep you happy, right? You're tailored because he sees you're such a chashiva, VIP, super deluxe, Ali, first class guy. He brings the suit to you to wear. You're even allowed to wear it on Shabbat. So what, what happened here is you gave a suit. Um, it's your daughter's wedding Saturday night. Actually, we don't, that's another shir I gave. We don't want to do Saturday night weddings because of, but whatever. You have a you have a big big siyum uh, shas right? You finish all of shas on Saturday night. The tailor is so excited that he you should he made your custom made suit that he even brings it to your house on Shabbat. You're allowed to wear it even Shabbat, even though you know that he did it. The Ashkenazim are more. Um, they say it's better not to do that, but the bottom line is that you he could have sold this. You you gave him ample time on Friday, right? He could have sold the suit Friday before Shabbat or Saturday night after Shabbat. The fact that he went and did it in Shabbat and you not paying him per hour, you're just paying him uh, independent contractor is absolutely fine. So the same thing would be by the auto mechanic, right? And by the tailor, right? The um, Now the only problem that comes now is that this is the sticky part of this halacha. Let's say it's a complicated mechanical job. And everybody in the world knows in order, it's not just like changing the oil change. This, this, um, for example, let me give you a very good, very good practical example. It's, it's a whole detailed job. It's like the guy has to change the bumper and it's like it's, there was a, there was a car crash. So this is not something that can be done in a matter of minutes. It takes hours and you dropped off your car 5 p.m. on Friday. The, the, you, the auto shop closes 6 p.m. and you want it uh, Sunday morning. So, so every, even the Ashkenazim, everybody agrees that if you're paying per right these two conditions, if you're if the guy's an independent contractor, you're paying, you're not paying him based on his. You never extract. You never instructed him to do Shabbat. It's condition one, and secondly, he has more than ample time. He's an independent contractor to do it Friday afternoon, right? Eve of Shabbat or Saturday night or Sunday morning for that time. That's fine. But let's say for sure you know it's inevitable, inevitable automatically that he's going to do this on Shabbat. What's the halacha there? So then the Magan Avram says it would be forbidden. Why? Because, let's say, I forgot to mention this halacha, sorry, I skipped it, but there's another fascinating halacha that the Shulchan Aruch brings that actually I had a case on this. Let's say there's a, 
going back to the case of like that Giorgio Armani suit, the special suit you want to buy. So it says, um, the Shulchan Aruch in that same chapter, uh, 307, Halacha says, Let's say you give money to the non-Jew. Here's $100, whatever, $500, buy me this thing. And instead of the Goy going and buying it for you, on Friday afternoon or Saturday night, he goes and buys it on Shabbat. Is that okay? That's fine. Because you never instructed him again to buy it on Shabbat. But the Magan Avram comes along, and I want to read him for verbatim, and says like the case that you know, he says, let's say you know the store hours, for whatever reason, this specific store, he doesn't have an opportunity. Like the case I just gave you. There, the, by the time you gave him the money, the store was closed on Friday. And the place is only open 9 to 5 on Saturday. Right? So you technically didn't mention for him. You just told him, buy this for me. But be- between you and God and everybody, we know that when is he going to go buy it? So Magan Avram Paskins, that you you have to be... It's, it's, since there's, it's inevitable that you know automatically, inevitably he's going to go buy in Shabbat, it's forbidden. And many of the great um, commentaries on the Shulchan Aruch, the Taz and the Yarabah and the founder of Chabad, the, that wrote many very important halachic book, Shulchan Aruch Arav, they all hold like that. So according to these poskim, this Ashkenazi poskim, right, even if you're paying, he's the guy's an independent contractor, but he has no space, right? Or like the case that you gave him this the money already before Shabbat, and you didn't mention for him to buy Shabbat, but the only opportunity he has to go is to buy it on Shabbat. A lot of very uh, heavy hitters, poskim, Ashkenazi poskim forbid it, because uh, it's, um, you know that this is going to be done for you on Shabbat. But the Rabavadia brings from one of the great um, Sephardic commentaries, that he's named the Minchat Kohen. The Minchat Kohen says that going to the medieval sources, one of the greatest Sephardic rabbis that happened to also be a doctor, you know, all of our Sephardic rabbis that comes out, the vast majority of them were physicians. The Ramban, the Rambam, the Ran. The Ran was also a great Rosh Hashiva and a great doctor. Rabbeinu Nisim. Rabbeinu Nisim, which the Bet Yosef, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins like, it's in its, in its, Talmudic source, he holds that it makes no difference. As long as you never instructed him, you never said those golden words or those dangerous words of go buy this on Shabbat. You made, right? You just told this guy, go buy this for me. Right? Because the guys, again, whenever, like I said in the beginning of the class, whenever we mix Shabbat and work, and that's part of your instruction, that becomes problematic. But when you leave part of that out, and then the guy goes and does it on his right for him, uh, on, on his own accord, and especially, but he says so. He he begs to argue. He says since this is only a rabbinic, you know, we Sephardic, by the way, on laws of Shabbat Baruch Hashem, uh, we follow. Rabbi Vadia is very into this. Whenever it's a 
this is not like, uh, you know, there's many things that are forbidden on Shabbat that are from Torah law, right? Like cooking on Shabbat or lighting fire, right? Yeah. Or carrying where there's no Eruv. Or, you know, like we mentioned the last two, three weeks on our Hilchot Shabbat. Different, the 39 Malachos, it's 39 things. 39, uh, 39 things are forbidden on Shabbat. Now, this is only rabbinical, right? And he says, why should we, we, we know we Sephardic, even the Benishcha agrees to this as all people, even though the Benishcha is usually very machmer, we, we Sephardic, our king of halacha is who? The Shulchan Aruch. Maran, our master, the Bet Yosef. So Ravavadia and the Benishchai say that, um, we can be lenient. As long as you never instructed him to do it on Shabbat, even if you know between you and God that he doesn't have the time to do the repairs on this car, according to the Sephardic, it's fine. Now, there are other great Sephardic achronim, like um, the Chesed Avraham Aklai, and the Zera Emet, and there's a few other Sephardic things that they also concur with the Magan Avraham and Shulchan Archarav, and they say that, you know, we're being too lenient here. They say, listen, it's not fair. If the guy has, the mechanic has no opportunity. So bottom line, the, the, the conclusion of this year is like this. That, um, Ravavadia Paskins Lahalacha, that, uh, if you can't get to work, let's say, obviously, it's better to drop off your car in a way that the, the, the tailor, or if you're dropping off your suit to get tailored or you're dropping off a dress to get tailored or you're dropping off your car, it's better that you do it in a way that you, you, the guy has ample time to do the repair before Shabbat. But in a case, we Sephardic, the Ashkenazim are not allowed to. The Ashkenazim, so according to the Ashkenazi, if, if they're, they pass in like the Magan Avram and the Shulchan Acharab, that if there's no time for it to get done, cause we know that this repair takes six hours and you gave it to him right before, an hour before Shabbat, the business isn't even open on Saturday night or Friday afternoon for it to get done. It would be forbidden. Ravavadi also says, Lechatchila for our Sephardim, if it's possible, it, it's better to try to do it in a way to be machmir, because there's a few Sephardic poskim that hold like the Ashkenazim. But in case of um, necessity, like let's say you need your car to get to work Sunday, you go to work Sunday. If you don't get your car, you can't, you don't, or you have to take your kids. All the Jewish schools are open for boys on Sunday, right? You need it for carpool. So there you could be um, lenient. And even though you know that this is going to be for sure done on Shabbat, since the guy's an independent contractor and you didn't tell him to work on Shabbat, it's fine. Just another thing Rabbi brings, he says it even makes no difference if this mechanic is located in the heart of the Jewish community. Because there's a Rav Chaim Filaji that says, let's say like in Israel, that the Israeli, a lot of, some some of the license plates, it's like, it's Jew, it's known that it belongs to a Jew, this car. So the, the, one of the great chief rabbis of Turkey, the Sephardic Postman, he says, no, there's a problem with Marit Ayn. You guys know what Marit Ayn is? Marit Ayn is that 
you, you, people shouldn't accuse you. You shouldn't do uh, sketchy behavior that people are thinking. So people may think that since this is a Jewish car, and it, let's say it has a golden bumper sticker, Love Hashem. <laughs> so Khan Filaji says that even if the, if the, this, this non-Jewish mechanic is located in a Jewish neighborhood, and then it's going to be a marat ayin. It's going to look bad that they're working on this car. Rav Avadia says that's absolutely no problem because everybody knows that mechanics are independent. They work per job. They don't work per hour for you. They're not your personal labor. And secondly, he argues on a second point. He says even more than that, marit ayin is only if they know specifically which Jew this belongs to. Just because it has a Jewish license plate or a Jewish bumper sticker on it doesn't create a problem of what? Marit Ain. So therefore, that's not a problem either, right? Because this, these laws are actually very complicated. By a house, by the way, parenthetically, just because we, we dawned upon it, um, the, uh, it, it is problematic, you should know. By a house, if, if sometimes people build their houses not Sometimes people, to save money, they don't use independent contractors. They have their own people. It's owner-builder. My dad used to be it. So if, the, if some people build a house owner-builder and it's in a Jewish neighborhood, then it would be a problem. Even The only time is it's, it's okay to give it to independent contractors, like a mechanic. Every mechanic in the world, the vast majority of mechanics are not working for you per hour, right? They're working per job, right? But since in construction, some people do build it to save that $100,000, they become the owner-builder contractor themselves. And if it's not in a Jewish neighborhood, it's fine because nobody's going to think. But if it's in a Jewish neighborhood, that um, becomes problematic because people may think that you, they don't know. Now, going back to the most common question I got on Shabbat, um, Amazon Prime is fine for you to order it on Friday. For sure, if it's two days, it's also okay because they, they always, sometimes they deliver it early. This is for many different reasons. First of all, like we said, they're independent contractor. And secondly, you never told them to bring it on Shabbat. And even according to the, the Shulchan Aruch, they all the time, even if it's, if it's prime, they have time to bring it Friday. They can bring it Saturday night always after Shabbat, especially in the winter Shabbat, you know. And especially a lot of times the, the drivers, they're not bound to nine by five, right? So they, the delivery could even have, but even more than that, you never mentioned Shabbat. And e- even there's a book, whole book, book written about commerce on Shabbat. He says that, um, it is permitted even for the Ashkenazim because he says since the Jew never explicitly requested the delivery take place on Shabbat, the non-Jew is doing the, work on his own accord. He holds, according to the Ashkenazim, it's possible if you could put a note there that they don't have to deliver it on Shabbat, maybe like the Magan Avram, it's, it's, um, you're, it's like a cherry on top. It's like good to be Machmer, but in the end of the day, Hashem should help us all do tshuva, keep Shabbat, and um, watch over all the Jews of the world. We need His desperate mercy on us in these desperate times. Amen, Kenyan Ratzon.